Hello, guys, and welcome back to Truth Be Told with me, your host, Melissa Mena. So let's jump right into it. I threw up a poll two weeks ago on my Instagram and I asked you all, what did you want the next episode to be on? And it was a tie between mother daughter relationship and healing through trauma in the midst of motherhood. So I figured I'd jump right in and get to it with you guys. So I'm going to preface this by saying I am not a licensed therapist. I am not a doctor. I am not a medical professional. I am just a human being like you sharing my lived experiences. And today I'm going to be talking about healing through trauma in the midst of motherhood. So for those of you that don't know, I am what I like to call a thriving survivor. Like many of you at this point, um, we've all been through some type of trauma in our lives to some degree, some more traumatic than others. Some of us have been through traumatic events a lot earlier than others. I myself in childhood, some of you have gone through traumatic experiences through your formative years, teenage years, early adult life, maybe in the later part of your adult life, whatever season of life that you are in. But for me and for this episode about healing through trauma, I'm going to take you guys back because that's where my trauma stems from and how it has impacted how I mother, how it has impacted how I mother, but also how mothering and having my children prompted me to start healing. So when my oldest, who is now eight, was about maybe two and a half years old, he snapped a picture of me on my cell phone. And I will never forget it. It was um, in the middle of the afternoon. I think it was on the weekend for sure. I can't remember if it was a Saturday or Sunday. But he took a picture of me. And I didn't see it right away. Because I was in their room. I'm sitting on the floor. I wasn't playing with them because... I was just there, right? Um, They were playing at the time. My youngest was, I believe, six or eight months old. And the best way I can explain it to you and articulate it to you is that I was a hollow out shell of myself. I was there physically, but spiritually and mentally, I was not there. And it was a couple days later. It was like in the middle of the week, you know, as moms and you have a little bit of downtime before bed. I was scrolling through the camera roll, right? Because, you know, as parents, we take a gazillion 
pictures of our photos or if our children get a hold of our phone, you'll see like probably a close to a good hundred of the same exact thing, probably like their forehead or the ceiling or like their shoes or some blurs of whatever it is that they're trying to capture. And I happened to see this picture that my oldest had snapped of me over the weekend. And y'all, when I saw this photo, it stopped me dead in my tracks. I was taken aback. And at the same time, I was anchored. Because when I looked at that picture that my son took of me, I realized in that moment, if I did not heal, and if I did not address the deep wounds of trauma within myself, that that image would be the only image my children would have of me when they looked back in their memory catalog bank and pictured their mother. And I will never forget it. Um, I had a coming to Jesus moment. A lot of people call it the dark night of the soul. I've had many of those in my life, but this was the dark night of my soul and motherhood. And right then and there, I made the decision. I made the choice to address and get to the root of my trauma. Because I did not want my children to look back at pictures, you know, once they were grown adults and, and say to themselves or ask me, mom, why were you always sad? Why did you always look upset, down? Um, and that was it. That's what did it for me, y'all. Realizing that this version of me, the version of me that they were capturing in photos would be what they would remember if I did not make a change. So, um, it began. So I started really digging deep and addressing what was going on. So for those of you that don't know, I have two sons. My oldest is now eight. My youngest is now six. And at the time they were two and a half, um, maybe three, three and no, two and a half for sure. Two and a half in some months. My youngest was only a couple months, maybe six or eight months old. And I had not realized it after my first pregnancy, but definitely in my second pregnancy, postpartum, I was a walking shell of myself. I was a volcano about to erupt, walking around hollow, if that makes any sense. If you've ever dealt with postpartum depression or anxiety, I'm sure this rings true and you can feel this in your soul and in your bones. One morning, after I had seen this picture, um, I was still working at the time at a law firm in downtown Miami, and I was during the normal morning routine. I woke up, 
but I worked out. I got myself ready. I was in the morning rush, making breakfast for both of the kids, myself, packing lunches, lunch boxes, backpacks, bags, grabbing my purse. It was a whirlwind in the house. And my husband and I got really good at navigating the kitchen with both of us in there and the two children. And I will never forget it. It was in between our island and the stove. And I broke down in my husband's arms. And I cried. And I said, I just don't want to feel like this anymore. I just don't want to feel like this anymore. I felt hollow. I felt empty. And I felt like an okay, a volcano about to erupt at any moment. And I told him I, I don't like the person that I've become. And he said, it's okay, it's okay. You know, we're going to get through this. And he said to me, why don't you call Vera, who is my OBGYN and a phenomenal doctor in Miami. And he had seen me through both of my pregnancies and he knew that I struggled with depression before having my children. And, you know, he made a point to tell me, he's like, you know, Melissa, a lot of people that suffer with depression, a lot of women that suffer with depression are more likely to experience postpartum depression and anxiety after having their children. So I went to work that day and I called him and I called his office and I made an appointment to see him. And I went in a couple days later and I broke down in his office crying. <laughs> I broke down in my OBGYN's office crying and I was like, Vera, like, I, 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 I can't do this. Like, I feel like a volcano about to erupt. I, nothing brings me joy. I feel empty. I feel hollow. I feel like I'm on an emotional roller coaster. The highs and the lows are so intense. And I, I want to get off this ride. Like, I want to get off this ride. And at this point, I had already started my cycle again. So I was at this point, I was probably between six and eight months postpartum. And I said, I've just been feeling like this. Like, it would get to the point the baby would cry and like I was unfazed. It, it, it almost became like white noise, right? And I, he asked me, have you started your cycle back? And I said, yes. And I said, and it's I, I was like, I can feel it. I can feel the shift in me when I'm about to get my period. And I don't like it. And I said, I don't want to take birth control because I don't like the way that that makes me feel. I'm very sensitive to it. And I said, but the swings, the the highs and the lows are too intense and and I'm suffering. My quality of life is suffering. My family is suffering. My marriage is suffering. And I, I need help. I, I, I need something. <laughs> My doctor looked at me and he said to me, Melissa, from what it sounds like to me and what you are telling me, 
you have all the telltale symptoms of PPD. And I was like, what? What is that? He's like, postpartum depression. He was like, but also, it sounds like you have PMDD. And he said, how long have you felt like this? And I looked at him and I said, since I started my cycle at 12. Since I started my cycle at 12, every month I feel like this. Two weeks before I get my period, it's it's maddening, right? The highs, the lows, the the emotions, the wave of emotions, the intensity of the emotions. It's all too much. And I said, I've been like this since I was 12 years old. And he said, oh, that's it. You have PMDD. And I kid you not, I sat in his office, y'all. And I looked at him and I said, what? He said, yes, you have PMDD. And I said, you mean to tell me that there is a name for what I've been experiencing for over two decades? He looked at me and he smiled. He said, yes. He said, you're not the only woman that experiences this. Many women experience it. And I was floored, y'all. Right then and there, I had, it felt like the weight of the world had been lifted from my shoulders and I let out a sigh of relief in his office because finally, finally I had an answer to why I felt like this. So for those of you that don't know, PMDD is, is um, an acronym for premenstrual dysphoric disorder. And it's um, characterized by intense mood swings, anxiety, depression, um, body aches and pains. Basically, it's PMS on steroids, y'all. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like, I have an answer. So this is how my doctor introduced meds to me. He said, why don't we try this? We're going to try cycling medicine for a while. He goes, you're going to be on it two weeks before your cycle. And then once your cycle gets here, you'll come off for two weeks and then you'll go back on for two weeks, You'll come off and we'll try that out for three months, see how it goes. And I said, okay. But then I was like, uh, I said, I don't want to take medicine. I, you know how I feel about medicine. Like if y'all don't know me, I don't even like to take aspirin or Advil or Tylenol. Like I do not like medicine. I am as natural as natural can get. And I, I didn't, I didn't want it. And he said to me, Melissa, sometimes we need help to help us reach our baseline. He said, there's no amount of exercise, eating right, things you can do. Like you're doing all that and you've done all the other things that you can do to help yourself, but it's still not enough to get you to that baseline. And y'all, it wasn't. Because he knew I did CrossFit throughout both of my pregnancies. I've always been um, an avid exerciser. I love fitness. I love to exercise. I love to move out. I love to lift weights. Um, I love cooking. I love to eat right. I love eating whole nutrient-dense foods, right? I love creating beautiful dishes. And I was like, I'm doing all the things. But he looked at me and he said, it's still not helping. He said, let's just try it. And I said, but I don't want to become de 
you know, addicted either. Like, am I going to have to be on this forever? And he said, let's just try. And I said, okay, Vera, I'll try. And y'all, I want to say the second month I was on it by the second month, I was like, oh my gosh, the, the two weeks on, I was on it. I was like coasting on cruise control. Like I felt fantastic. But then the two weeks I was not on it. It was an emotional roller coaster all over again. And I was like, oh Lord. So by month three, I told Frank, I was like, I can't do this. I'm like this roller coaster, even though it's not as frequent, coasting for two weeks and then being on the emotional roller coaster up and down the highs and lows on the two weeks that I'm not off of it. I was like, I, I don't feel right. Like I feel myself when I'm on it. So Frank, again, of course, he was like, why don't you call Vera and talk to him and see. So y'all, I called Vera back and I was like, look, the two weeks that I'm on it, it's great. The two weeks that I'm off of it, the emotional roller coaster ensues. So he was like, okay. He's like, well, from here on out, why don't you just try taking it every single day? And that's what I did. And I started taking prescription meds um, when Liam was six months old. Yeah, he was between six and eight months old. And I started taking RX meds and I had been taking them um, consistently for almost five years. And it was what I needed to help me reach my mental wellness baseline. And things were going great. Things were going fantastic. The mood swings were less. Um, the irritability was less. Everything was less intensified. And I was able to have a good quality of life back until I wasn't. Why? Because the RX meds were just a band-aid for the trauma I experienced. So let me take you back. When I was seven years old, I was sexually abused in front of my childhood home by a stranger. And that is where my trauma stems from. And I held it in. I held it in. I never spoke about it. My family never spoke about it. Um, my parents never sent me to therapy for it. It was something that I experienced. And probably six months or seven months later, one night, going to the grocery store with my mom, pushing the, pushing the shopping cart up and down the aisles with my mom. She was a little bit ahead of me and I started to like um, stay back. So at this point I was probably like, half a aisle length between us and my mom had got to the end of the aisle and she had already gone to turn to go to the next aisle and I was probably halfway in the aisle and a gentleman came 
from the opposite direction of where my mom had went and walked past me and fondled me in the grocery store. And of course, I ran to my mom yelling and screaming like this man touched me. And in my little mind, all I could think was again, again, another stranger. And I will never forget it. My mom went off into a rage um, in the supermarket. It was late at night. So there's probably only like two cash registers there. I think maybe the manager and there wasn't probably one or two other customers in the supermarket and me and my mom. And my mom was just wailing on him, like wailing on him. And like, and everybody else is just standing there in shock and I'm crying and, and can't even move. My feet are cemented to the ground. Eventually the guy runs away, leaves. And we go home. Now, I don't know the details of it after this because your mind is such a beautiful thing and it will do things to protect you. Um, and the rest of it is blocked out. But I do know we never went to the police station. We never filed a report. Unlike the first time. The first time it happened, I went to the police station, I filed a report, and... kind of put it behind me and I stuffed it way down deep within my soul at seven years old. I stuffed it so deep in the crevices of my soul that it made my foundation weak. And I went inward and I thought something was wrong with me. I thought I was broken. I thought I was tainted because somebody came and violated my innocence at seven years old when all I was doing was going outside to ride my bike. That type of trauma stays with you. That type of trauma never leaves you. And that is the trauma that I have had to heal in motherhood. There is a power that accompanies motherhood, an in invincibility, if you will, that you can do hard things, that you can do anything. Because experiencing labor and birth will remind you of your god-given power it will remind you of the ability to birth beauty even in the midst of pain so i had to dig i had to dig deep to address it to uncover it and to face it because here's the other thing I did not know how old I was when this occurred. You're probably like, oh my gosh, how can you not know? Y'all, I didn't know how old I was. I didn't know what time of year this happened. I didn't know um, 
my exact age. I didn't know the time of year, whether it was, I didn't know the month. I, I didn't know anything because I was still so young. I was still so innocent. And I will tell you this, after I had been on the meds and doing everything, one day I was sitting at the kitchen table and I said to my husband, I said, I'm going to look up the police report. He looked at me and he said, why? I said, I want to look up the police report to know what I'm forcing myself to forget, what I blocked out. I need to know. And I had already been on the meds for a while and I felt strong enough and I felt ready. I felt ready to confront it. I felt ready to address it. And I said, I'm ready to know. I'm ready and I feel strong enough to know and to remember. And he, he said to me, are you sure? Are you sure you want to open back up that box? And I said, I have to. It's the only way to heal it. I have to air it out. I have to let the sunshine in. Because keeping it locked up and boxed up and bottled in for all these years has done no good. What's the worst that could happen? So I began the process. I reached out to the police station and I made a request. And I will never forget it, you guys. I reached out. I made the request online and then I called and I spoke to somebody in the records department and there was this angel on the other end of the phone. And I said to her, I gave her my name and I said, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for some records. I don't know if you guys have them and I don't have any information to give you other than my name and my date of birth. I said, I don't know a date. I don't even know the exact year. I have nothing to go on. And the lady said to me, well, your name and your date of birth should be enough for me to search the records. And I said, well, there's two incidences. I don't know if the second one was ever reported. I don't recall it being reported, but I know the first one was. And she said, okay. She took my name. She took my date of birth. And she said, I'll get back to you in a couple of days. And I said, okay, no problem. Y'all, that was a Monday afternoon. Um, I put in the initial request online on a Saturday. I called and followed up that Monday. On the Wednesday, I got a phone call from the lady saying she found the records and if she could have... Um, me reconfirm my email address regarding the online request I input. So I gave it to her and she says, yep, that matches. I'm going to go ahead and send the records over to you. And she says to me, I hope this gives you and brings you the healing you're looking for. Y'all and I will never, ever forget it. But how beautiful our minds are and how strong our spirit is. Y'all, it was 27 years to the day that I was abused in front of my house 
on my bicycle. The day that I put in that request online was 27 years to the day. 27. Now, if that isn't God, if that isn't divine timing, if that isn't divine intervention, I don't know what is. And if that wasn't anything other than the confirmation I needed to know this healing is taking place. We're going for it. There's no stopping. That was just the confirmation that I needed to go. That was the confirmation I needed to continue. There was no there was no doubt in my mind. There was no backtracking. This was just another green light that I needed to continue on, to continue on this healing journey, to heal me through motherhood. There was nothing that was going to stop it. There was nothing that was um, saying no. This was it. So I did it. And I got the police report. I read it, y'all, and I weeped. I weeped. And I was mad at God. I was mad at God. Why me? I was mad at God. Why? Because reading the report made it real. Reading the report made it real that what I was replaying in my mind all these years, the trauma I had stored in my body, what I experienced made it real. But now I had the missing pieces. Now I had my account of what happened on paper from the interviews that I gave the officers. And the only thing that I could remember, I couldn't even remember what the man was wearing. All I remember was him walking up and down my neighborhood, looking in the neighbor's houses, like trying to peek in their windows, see if anybody was home or not. Um, and I remember he was in a two-door hatchback that had louvers on the back window, black louvers. I don't remember anything else. I don't remember what the guy was wearing. I don't remember what he looked like. Um, but I remember what he felt like. And y'all, I carried that. And I I've carried that since childhood. And I had to heal it in motherhood. I had to heal the trauma in motherhood. Because if not, my children would suffer. And that was not something I was willing to live with. 
my marriage would suffer. And that was not something I was willing to live with. Is it hard? You bet your life it's hard. Um, it's hard, but it's worth it. And healing is not linear. You know, I've made strides throughout the years. I have made so many strides on my own, right? Finding positive outlets, finding positive ways of healing, therapy, meds, working out, finding ways to reconnect mind, body, and soul and sink back into my body. And that's one reason why I love fitness so much because it was and it is one way that I'm able to drop back into my body and connect with my body in a safe way. It makes me feel powerful. It makes me feel in control. It makes me feel alive. When for so long and for so many years, I didn't. Um, and that's hard. That part of healing through motherhood is difficult. And to be completely honest, I don't know. Had I not become a mother, would I have found the courage, the bravery, the strength to do this? But I can tell you, and I will tell you that motherhood has given me a portal to power that I never knew existed. And this is something that you will only understand if you are a mother um, and you've given birth and you've experienced growing life within you, sustaining life earthside. Um, it's one of those things that you have to experience to understand. There's nothing, there's no way to explain it to you in words. It's just one of those things that you have to experience personally. And is it easy? No. Is motherhood triggering for that healing process? Oh my gosh, yes. So, so triggering. And I'll tell you why. Your children trigger you. Your children remind you of your own childhood. Your children, um, seeing your children grow reminds you of your childhood and how you were at their age. And that's what did it for me. So here we come for a circle again. My oldest, um, he was probably, he was six at the time. And I realized he was coming upon the age that I was before I lost my innocence, right? And it was so triggering for me. He was not listening and he was just being combative all the time. And it scared the living crap out of me, guys. Um... And it was so triggering. I, I, I said to my husband, I said, I need to go to therapy. I need to go to therapy. And I'm going to backtrack a little bit. 
how I even decided to go to therapy at this stage in motherhood. I had a girlfriend, Casey, invite me to a mass meditation in Miami. And I attended it. And I will never forget it. Um, it was out in an open space, like in a courtyard, and they had like pillows on the floor and we were able to like sit down and we had a mass meditation happen. And, you know, we sat back to back, my girlfriend and I, and everybody else that was there, they, everybody sat back to back. So you were kind of leaning on each other. And the person who put it on had this woman come up and she was going to lead us through this healing meditation. And it went back to childhood. And I can't remember the words exactly of what the meditation was, but once the meditation was over, I turned and I looked at my girlfriend and I said to her, damn, I had a really fucked up childhood. And that was the first time that I ever admitted it to myself. And I was like, I got to deal with this. Like, I have to deal with this. And that's when, like, the unpacking began. So I found the lady on Instagram and I started following her and I found out that she was a, she's a therapist. Um, and, and there was just something about her spirit that I connected to. And followed her for months, you guys, on Instagram. And one day I, I reached out to her after telling my husband, I think I need to go to therapy. I reached out to her and I asked her if she, you know, did therapy for um, PTSD and people who had suffered sexual abuse as a child. And she said she did. And I was like, all right. I was like, I had such a profound mass meditation with you like I was like I I want to do therapy again but I want to do therapy with you and y'all I had done therapy on and off for years and it had been a long stint that I hadn't done therapy and I will never forget I went into her office and you know you do the usual if you well if you've never had gone to therapy you do the usual initial meet and greet, right? Where you share your story, recount it, run it off. They take notes, right? And, and get your backstory. And you kind of have to figure out if you're a good fit for each other. And she said to me that she'd done this type of therapy that I had never, ever heard of it heard of. And I was so intrigued by it. And she said to me, with this type of therapy, you are able to go back to the experience or traumatic event that you experienced, but without the emotion. And I was hooked. I was like, what? She was like, yes. This form of therapy takes you back to the traumatic event without the emotion involved. She said, it's almost like Picture yourself at a movie theater and you're sitting in the audience watching a movie of your life. You're watching it, but you aren't feeling, you're not reliving those physical um, feelings that you had in the moment. She said, it's called EMDR therapy. And I was like, all right, cool, let's do this. 
And I, I had, you know, told her, I've already done a lot of work on my own. I've done therapy. I'm on meds. I, I would like to eventually come off the medicine. And I just want to heal. I just want to heal at the root because it's affecting the way that I mother. It's affecting my marriage. It's affecting everything. And I said, it's triggering. And through therapy, y'all, I realized that I was trying so hard to protect my child, specifically my oldest. Um, because it was so triggering for me because he was coming up on the age that I was when I was initially abused. And it scared me half to death because I was like, oh my gosh. I said, if he can't listen and understand the small things that I'm trying to teach him, and if I can't protect him in that way, how am I going to protect him when he goes out into the world? And that was my biggest fear. And that is my biggest fear. Um, Because you can't be with your children 24-7. You just, you can't, right? And I I was just so scared. And I said, he's, he's, he's almost that age where I was when I was abused. And I said, and I don't want that for him or any of my children or any child. Because I know what it's like to live in the aftermath of that. And y'all, if you've if you've never done this type of therapy or if you've never been to therapy, for me personally, this type of therapy was and is like it was the key to unlock the last door within me. That's the only way I can explain it to you. It was the key to unlock the last door inside me. And it opened up this box that I was living in, this box that I had been living in since childhood. And I've had to heal through it. I've had to heal through it while navigating motherhood, mothering my own children, protecting my own children, and also while mothering myself. Because there's so many layers to healing. And there's so many layers to healing in the midst of motherhood because you hold the power you hold the power to either change the trajectory of your life and your family line through your own healing or you will be the destruction of your family line and the reason why unhealthy trauma responses continue. You. Me. So I committed. I committed to doing the therapy. I committed to walking the process. And it unlocked so many doors for me. Um, it's healed me on a deeper level. It's changed how I parent. It's changed how I mother, specifically my my relationship with my children. And a lot of people don't speak about this, but in the midst of motherhood, 
while you yourself unlearning unhealthy trauma responses. Learning healthy responses and then implementing it and teaching it to your children while teaching it to yourself is one of the hardest things that I have ever done. It is hard, not in the physical sense, but in the emotional and the mental sense. Like it is one of the hardest things I have ever had to do. And I've even said it to my mom. I'm like, mom, why didn't you guys get me therapy? When this happened to me when I was younger, you know, it's really affected me. It's affected my, my relationships. It's affecting how I mother. And I don't like it, you know, and my mom in her own way said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry we didn't get you the help that you needed. I didn't know better. And y'all have y'all have to understand, growing up in the mid to late 80s, early 90s, um, nobody talked about that. People still don't talk, talk about it. I mean, they talk about it a little bit more now than they did back then. But back then, you know, it was a shh, 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 nobody talks about those things. Like, keep those skeletons in the closet. Keep that dirt underneath the rug. Like, we don't air those things out. We don't talk about it. But here's what I've learned. Through not talking about it, it's done more harm than good. Not talking about it for nearly three decades did more harm, did more damage than it did good. So one day I said to myself, what's the worst that can happen from talking about it? And that's what gives me the power to talk about it. That's what gives me the power to come on here and record it on a podcast for you all to listen. Because when I was growing up, I wish I had heard another girl's story, another young woman's story, another older woman's story, anyone's story of experiencing what I experienced and how they healed it. And that I could see them living a healthy, beautiful, thriving life. But I never did. I never saw it. I never heard it. So I grew up feeling alone. I grew up feeling isolated. I grew up feeling broken. Why? Because here's the connection that I made at seven. Stranger means danger. Danger means things are bad and broken. A stranger did something bad to me. Now that means I am broken. You heard me. That's what I grew up thinking about myself, that I was broken, that I was tainted, that I was damaged because a stranger, which equals danger, did something bad to me. And nobody ever spoke about it. It was like the un, the family secret that nobody spoke about, but here I was living with. Can we talk about how lonely that is, guys? And then you become a mother and you have your own children. And you have to address the trauma that you lived as a child and survived and learn to live and parent in a healthy way that doesn't damage your own children's childhood because yours was damaged. So that is why I committed to healing through motherhood, 
motherhood gave me the courage, the strength, um, my children, my spouse, my husband. Um, I, again, I don't think had I not become a mother, I would have had the courage to do this, that I would have the courage to share this. And it's motherhood gave me the courage because it made me see my body in a different light. It made me meet myself. It made me meet my body in a way I had never met it before. I grew up thinking and I grew up with the mindset that my body is a commodity. I'm going to exchange it for things. Right? Like somebody took something from me, my innocence. So my body's just a commodity. I never had that normal experience growing up where you come into, I don't know, teenage years and you're like a boy and you're like, oh my gosh. And you have like the hormones raging and all the things and like you're excited and you have this like pure, unfiltered innocence of experiencing pleasure. Of experiencing that erotic, sensual pleasure and nature of your own self and your own being. Because what does a child know about that? Nothing. A seven-year-old child has no concept and emotional maturity to deal with what has just happened to their body. So motherhood, and the beauty that it is, gave me a way to meet myself and drop back into my body and realize the power that was within me, the power that God gave me. I have never ever in my adult life felt more beautiful, more powerful, more sensual, more capable than when I was pregnant with both of my children, both of them. Because how amazing is it that A, I'm pregnant, B, I'm growing life within me and sustaining it like God is so good. Watching my belly grow and expand over months, then, then, th this is this is this is like my favorite part. Then, experiencing labor, one of the most painful things I have ever experienced, but one of the most transformative healing moments of my life, because a body that experienced so much pain and so much trauma was able to experience pain in a way again that birthed something so beautiful. That birthed something so beautiful. And it made something shift within my mind and spirit. Even bad, though bad things happened to me and painful experiences were endured, I can still birth beauty. My body is powerful. That experience did not break me. They may have robbed my innocence. They may have touched and abused my body. But they could not touch nor abuse my soul. That has been my healing through motherhood. With all its ups and downs and the period of 
growing a child within you, sustaining a child earthside. Like how amazing is our bodies as women that we are able, God has created us so brilliantly and magnificently that we are able to feed and nourish our children from our breast. Feed them, keep them alive. We were able to keep them alive within us, within our wombs, but now we're able to keep them alive earthside. Like how amazing is that? And that's what did it for me. That experience brought me back to my body. But that experience also rippled out to my child who mirrored back to me what he was seeing, which gave me the power in turn to remember my worth again and remember that if I could give birth, to my child, I could give birth to my healing. I could heal through this so I could give them the best version of me. So I could give my spouse the best version of me. And more than that, so that I could give myself the best version of me. Happy healthy, whole, and healed. There you have it, guys. My story, my truth of healing through motherhood. Truth be told, this episode was not the easiest for me, but I hope it feels like home to you. I hope it helps you feel less alone. I hope you feel seen. I hope you feel heard. Because truth be told, we're all in this together. If any part of my story resonated with you or if you know anybody that could benefit from hearing my story, please free feel to share, like, leave a comment. If you have any questions, you can drop them in the question box. Um, I'm an open book. I will share gladly with you. Um, but I hope this gives you some solace, some peace. And if you are on the journey of healing through motherhood, through whatever trials and tribulations you may have lived through, I hope that this gives you the encouragement to keep going and to remember that you are happy, healthy, whole, healing, and healed. Until next time, truth be told. <laughs>